What up, homies? This show boy Kenny with Gangsta Island TV, where we like to throw it all the way back to the good old days of hip-hop and urban culture, usually focusing on the golden era. So let me get this out the way first. Definitely hit subscribe and like this video to help you boy out with the algorithm. I mean, how many animated hip-hop podcasts do you listen to? So today, we about to get some love to the producers. More than any other genre, in hip-hop, the producer has always been just as important as the actual rapper. I ain't saying no names, but a lot of y'all's favorite artists are only superstars because those five beats that the producer cooked up for them. I ain't gonna say no names, because I ain't no snitch. And what's the secret ingredient to a dope producer? The sample. That's right, we about to cover 15 of my all-time favorite samples in no particular order. We gonna dig a little bit further and cover where the sample came from and why it was dope. Anyway, without further ado, let's hop to it. Before we get started, let me explain to some of y'all what sampling really is and why it's creative. Sampling is when you take a piece of a sound and create a beat from that piece. It's as simple as that. That could be anything, but it's usually a loop from an existing record that will serve as the foundation for your beat. In order to do that sampling, you gotta use a sampler. There are many types of samplers these days, but this one right here is the granddaddy of all samplers, the MPC. All of your favorite producers most likely use this bad boy right here to serve this heat that we about to talk about today. So a popular phrase used in our culture is called digging in the crates. Basically what that means is you actually find some obscure song of a different genre that's buried deep in a crate, which is what many people use to store their vinyl records pre-1980s. So let's dive into my list. And again, this is in no particular order because all these joints go hard as hell. Number 15, Dr. Dre, what's the difference? Parce que tu crois. What's the difference between me and you? I gotta admit, man, I was low-key pretty pissed off at Dre when I found out that this joint was a sample. This is one of my all-time favorite Dre beats out of hundreds that you can choose from from this man. I'm always a big fan of brass instruments and strings together, and this song put them together to make some beautiful melodies. Plus, it got that sinister sound because it's in the key of B minor, which is not that popular of a key. Late 1990s Dr. Dre used to use minor keys mostly and crafted his signature dark sound. Gotta give Drake credit for this one though. How many of y'all know exactly who Charles Aznavour is? He had to dig way deep in the crates for this one. One thing that's dope about Dre though is he will usually get live musicians to recreate that sample. So he don't just really rip the sample from the record a lot of times, he'll have his staff musicians replay the sample. Dope. Number 14, A Tribe Called Quest, Electric Relaxation. Hands down my favorite Tribe joint, man. This is just some smoothed out shit right here. Tribe sound was built on jazz, so this didn't really surprise me that they reached back to 1972 and grabbed a Ronnie Foster record. Ronnie Foster is the dope organist that is important to the acid jazz movement. Q-Tip is probably one of the most slept on producers ever. Man, did y'all know that he actually produced a joint on Illmatic? Number 13, Future Mask Off.
Okay, y'all know I gotta give this generation a little bit of love on this one, man. I thought this was a masterful use of this sample. I would have never thought to pull that loop and make a fucking super hot millennial rap record out of it. Man, it was genius. Prison Song is a deep ass record though. Check it out on my Spotify that I left in the link. And follow that playlist, man. That song is actually a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and is talking about oppression in the 1960s. It was deep as hell, and Crazy Ass Future turned it into a song about Molly and Percocets. Man, when I first heard that, man, I thought he was talking about a woman named Molly Percocet. Anyway, show you how old I am. Number 12, Kanye West, Good Life. Man, this is one of the best songs on this list, to be honest. I'm making no secret that I'm a big-ass Ye fan. I talk about him in my very first video, so go check that one out. I left a link in the description. If you sample Mike, man, you better come with it. And he did. He took that little bitty piece, sped it up to fit the signature early Ye style, and laced that shit. Well done. Number 11, Special Ed, I Got It Made. This joint is hip-hop royalty right here, man. If somebody put a gun to my head and said I had to pick one song to know all the words without fucking it up or they would pull the trigger, this is the joint that I'm picking. I gotta be honest though, bro. I never heard of these motherfuckers. And I'm usually up on the 70s fucking jazz, but this was a treat when I found out who they were. Howie T produced this air joint and threw some drums on top of this loop and that was it. A classic was made. I even sampled Howie's drums a few times off that record too when I was a producer. Number 10, DMX Slippin'. R.I.P. to the great DMX and probably one of his deepest songs ever of his second album. That song really kind of personified his life though, man. That joint really got me when he died. I use it as a sound backdrop in the video that I did on him when he died. So check it out, man, in my playlist. They sampled one of my top two favorite jazz artists of all time, the late, great Grover Washington Jr. What makes this loop unique is I believe he used a soprano sax in that joint. He usually played alto and tenor. The soprano got a unique sound that you really don't hear that often, so that's really what made this joint dope. Number 9, Dr. Dre again, nothing but a G thing. I'm a huge fan of Drake, and he's my undisputed favorite hip-hop figure of all time. Y'all gonna hear me talk more and more about Drake as I do more of these episodes. This joint right here is one of the more popular records on this list because the original song was pretty popular in its day. As much as I fuck with Drake, this was a straight ripoff, man. The bass line, the melody, all kinds of shit, man. They just took everything that was in the original and just put in the new one. The genius of this, though, is I hear all of that and I think, who the hell thought that this would make a dope gangster rap record, man? That's really the genius in this ripoff, is the fact that somebody heard that joint and thought that it would make some good gangster shit. The good doctor strikes again. Number eight, Big Daddy Kane. Ain't no half-stepping. Another forgotten hip-hop gen right here, man. 
Kane was a beast back in those days too, but this joint was my all-time favorite from him. The Emotions was a super talented trio of women from Chicago that had a lot of hits in the 70s. I feel this loop was made for Kane though, cause I don't even think they used this loop right. To me, Marley Maul's use of this sample made a better song than the original song. No shade to the emotions though, cause Marley Maul was one of the illest producers of all time in hip hop. Word up. Lucky number seven, Rakim. It's been a long time. Crowd couldn't wait to see this. Nobody's been much longer waited since Jesus. Now, as y'all get to know me, y'all will know who my favorites are. And Rakim is near the top of that list, probably right behind Dre in my book as favorite hip hop figures of all time. This joint is actually off his first solo album called The 18th Letter, released way back in 1997, which is actually my favorite album from the Rakim catalog, including all the joints with Eric B. Now, Primo, or DJ Premier, produced this joint and it's hard as fuck, man. Another one of those joints that I know every single word to. Man, I think this is one of the best finds ever in a sample. Primo is a master producer and is an expert crate digger. Rumor has it that he's got a hundred and something thousand or so vinyl records, man. That's crazy. Number six, Boogie Down Productions, The Bridge is Open. Okay, let me say this, man. This shit confused me right here, man, because this is such a simple track. Anybody can play it. All the white keys on the piano start with B, then go down to F, then back up to B. It's simple as hell. When I found out that this was a sample, I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. So basically, they took the bass line from the original record, replayed it, but used a piano sound. Not only that, they basically infused the entire song with a reggae vibe just like the original. That was dope as hell. And the thing, man, that the bridge is over is one of the all-time greatest diss tracks too. Man, that's genius. That's pure artistry right there. Number five, The Far Side, Passing Me By. I believe this is one of the forgotten joints of all the 1990s, man. This is one of my favorite joints from that time period. I'm gonna do a segment on forgotten hip-hop jams, and this is definitely gonna be on my list. So to me, Quincy Jones is the greatest producer of urban music of all time. Maybe music in general, actually. I know a whole lot about Q, I read his autobiography and everything, and I studied him when I was a producer back in the day. The album that this song was on won a Grammy back in 74 too. The whole album was hot, bro. I won't give a whole lot of points for creativity on this one because you really didn't need it. The loop was so fire. All you had to do was loop it up, throw some drums on top of it, and you had a hit. Number four, Eric B and Rakim, Microphone Fiend. Was a fiend. Before I became a teen, I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream. This was a great find. Man, but to be honest, they didn't do shit to this song. They basically just looped the record, sped it up, and voila, a hit record in five minutes. Because it could not have taken them longer than that to make this song. The reason that I put it on this list is because it was a cult classic in the hip-hop community, and still is. 
Sometimes success is staring you right in your face in the most obvious of places. A quick fun fact here. How many of y'all knew that Rakim made most of the beats from Eric B and Rakim's catalog? B and Rakim catalog. I may have did 80% of the music myself. I mean, he actually programmed the drum machine and made the beats. It was always assumed that Eric B was the producer and Rakim was the rapper, but Eric B was more of the DJ, which was important too in those days. But it was Rakim that was cooking up most of that heat. Number three, Scarface. Guess who's back? A hot pot of joy and a spoon Trying to make me 40,000 and move This was masterful here, man Let me tell you what Yake did on this one He took the opening loop Then bit the drums from Explosive Off of Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 Added a lo-fi filter on that bitch And bam, turned it into one of Kanye's top beats ever This just got a fun feel to it, man And it's in the key of D-flat major Anything that's in a major key sounds fun and lighthearted I can listen to this shit all day, man. Number two, the Beastie Boys, Paul Revere. This is an amazing use of creative sampling by the great Rick Rubin. Let me tell y'all what happened here, man. They took that basic Teeler Rock drum loop and spin it backwards and boom. That was the beat right there. They may have taken a few sound bites and added to it, but that was pretty much the track. And I ain't got nothing else to say about that, but that shit was genius. Number one, Mob Deep, Shook Ones Part Two. Okay, I know I said that there wasn't really an order to all of this, but if it was, this would still be number one. Man, Shook Ones can make a great argument of being the best beat in the history of hip-hop. I mean, you can legit argue that shit without motherfuckers getting mad at you. So let me break this down. So anything from Herbie Hancock is a good place to start if you sampling, to be honest. And the surgery done to this track was fucking phenomenal. So Havoc bit the drums off a of dirty feet and looped it. Then took the sound bite from Quincy Jones's kitty with the bit frame. Then sliced up Herbie Hancock's Jessica and made a damn masterpiece. Oh my God. And the intro, the way that Havoc stalled the beat is probably the best start of any hip hop song ever. This is a classic and is the reason why I continue to do these videos, man. Hip hop is so inspiring. And that's it, y'all. So hit the comments and don't forget to like and subscribe. Let me know what y'all want me to cover next. What are your favorite hip-hop samples of all time? So until next time, peace and blessings and stay hip-hop at all times.